things nerdy with Nate and Joe. Uh, in this podcast, we want to talk about all things nerdy, movies, um, comics, right? Games, tabletop games, card games. We're talking anime, all that kind of stuff. What we're looking to tackle is kind of just bring this into the main light, give you know people who have thought about looking into these things or thought about going out and trying to figure out how to tackle them. Uh, some insight behind it, what some people have done. We're going to try to have a you know special guest each uh, uh, each and every week to talk about whatever the topic is. This week, we have a very special guest, Carson. Uh, they are a D&D enthusiast, an aficionado, and we are going to have them talk about a lot of different things. Uh, so let's get into it. Well, further ado, Carson, talk nerdy to us. I am so ready. Thank you guys for having me here. Um, my name is Carson. My pronouns are they, them. Um, you can hit me up on social media at hey, it's Carson K, mainly on Instagram. But um, yeah, I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons for almost 10 years. I think it's like nine years-ish. Wow. I don't really remember, but I've been there and back again, played a lot of games, done a lot of things. Super fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you jumping on here. This is one of the topics that when me and Joe were talking about what we want to discuss, something that I really enjoy. I am newish to d and I've only been playing for a few years, uh, which is shocking to some people, right? But I'm still every time that... So I'm a dungeon master currently for a group of six people. Every time we sit down, I learn something new. And it is just so exciting and so cool what you can do literally your imagination is the only thing mm -hmm. that holds you back from being able to do anything right so i love dnd i'm very passionate about it it's so much fun i think it's such a great way to be able to express yourself and to do things and it's just really cool so uh, I, I guess one of the biggest questions first and foremost is how did you get into it I mean, I feel like it's a tale as old as time. I had some school friends back in college that had a player drop out of their campaign and they needed someone like last minute to join in on like their weekly sessions. I had never played. I was super overwhelmed, but I was like, you know what? Like, these are my friends. The worst that's going to happen is I don't like it and we can do something else. And Lo and behold, we ended up playing together for four years, like almost every week. Um, the only thing that stopped us was the pandemic. And like, it was amazing. Um, and I've been hooked ever since. Uh, it, when you say it's like overwhelming, it is a lot. A lot of new mm -hmm. people have a hard time jumping into this. Like Joe's only played once. When I agreed to be a DM, I'd only been a player in one campaign that went for about a year. We met. Uh, every other week, something like that. So like I was still very new when I opened up, you know, the DM's guide and the monster manual and the player's handbook. Oh, my and all gosh. That. It's so much. It I is. literally like I feel like becoming a DM. I don't know many people that choose to become a DM. It's like I want to play D&D &D and the only way I can get to play D&D &D is if I do this thing. And so I had like this enormous pressure where all of my friends wanted to play, but no one was like confident enough to play or like run a game themselves. And so I did like a deep dive on YouTube, like following like advice from previous dungeon masters, reading the DMs handbook, like cover to cover. Um, I picked out like a module because I was so like nervous of like trying to figure out how to do it myself from scratch. Uh, Curse of Strahd, fantastic campaign. Um, I want to do that but, one, actually. 
oh my gosh, it's so fun. Um, classic. But ever since then, I've been on both sides of the table, either as a DM or a player consecutively since at least 2014. So that's kind of how I became a DM. We had a group of people that wanted to play and they're all like, Nate, you're the DM. And I was like, what? <laughs> yep. Yep. They're like, they're like, of all of us, you're the one that could do it. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. And I absolutely love it. It is so much fun. Everybody at my table is really cool. Very laid back. Nobody's like a rules lawyer. We very much live by like the, the what is it? The rule of cool or whatever. They, yes. They come up yes. with some of the craziest stuff. And I'm like, explain it to me. And if it's awesome, it happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's so, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like, I was say I remember when the Nathan had the game with me, and he was like prepping me to go into my first time. Like I asked him so many questions. I was like, how do you do this? Oh, what do you yeah. do this? It was insane. I feel like getting into D and D. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose, especially right now because there's so much five e content out like yeah. you can't like you have to kind of have someone there to guide you through the process and that honestly is like the biggest hurdle in getting into it in my opinion is being able to understand the content being able to understand your like character sheet and then finding a group that can play with you consistently so you can get the hang of it those are like the big hurdles in my opinion and like how to actually get into it but once you're there it's hard to stop man it, it is really, really difficult to stop. We are actually playing tonight. It's Valentine's Day. And nice. uh, my wife kind of led the charge. I guess, you know, she didn't have high expectations of me coming through. Kind of hurts my feelings, but whatever. <laughs> I guess we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day. But the whole group was like, yeah, we can do it. So we're actually meeting up and playing tonight. Um, so that's exciting. I So it is overwhelming for new people. And Joe, Joe's a new person. If, if you could tell joe what is something that you wish you would have known starting out that you know now um you don't have to be able to play the game perfectly as soon as you jump in in order to have a good time like it there's a lot to take in and like when you're in it it's like oh my gosh like what's an attack roll where's the like eight-sided die like what's what's a spell save like i don't know what's happening um but if you're with a good group they're always going to accommodate for you. They're always going to be able to walk you through it. And pretty soon it like becomes like walking or breathing. It's like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. This is great. And like, then you end up becoming like a mentor for someone that's new to the game. And it's so cool that there's a community built on like kind of building people up in order to have the best time possible in their games. I think that is one of my favorite things about D&D is like, when I was first going into it, I remember being so nervous, right? Mm -hmm. um, I never played a game like D&D or anything like that. And I'd always wanted to. And I was talking to my buddy who introduced me, Luke. And he's, he's like, dude, just show up. It'll be fine. We'll walk mm -hmm. you through everything, you know? It's just, it's most D&D. This is not the experience for everybody, right? But most D&D is just, it's very much inclusive. Most of the people there or like they want to be accepting of you and everything you have going on and they want you to be like immersed in their world and their game and they are just most of them are very nice very forthcoming with information they don't try to like stump you they don't laugh at you they don't give you a hard time mm -hmm. for not knowing it is like just explanation like oh this is what that is this is like you can tell most people that love that play D&D &D love D&D &D, and they want to share it 
And I think that's one of the coolest things about D&D right now is especially like Stranger Things has like put it out in the mainstream, mm-hmm. right? So many people used to think it was so nerdy and like they wouldn't do it. But I, I I really feel like, you know, that Stranger Things has kind of brought it home for a lot of people. I'm in a few D&D groups. You wouldn't believe how many people are like, I'm just starting. This is so overwhelming. It's a nightmare. And so many people, I'm talking hundreds of comments, people just trying to help them, giving them YouTube it is, mm-hmm. I'm part of a lot of like video game groups and stuff like that, where it's just toxic and terrible. The D&D group is not like that. The The player base of D&D, for the most part, there are some outliers, of course, but for the most part, they are just wonderful people. Well, and I think the core tenet of D&D is that this is basically just a framework in order to tell good stories with people that you like. And Like, yes, there's math and there's rules and there's monsters and there's puzzles, but all in all, like, you know that you've had a good D&D session if at the end you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to find out what's next. Like, that's the whole point. And I feel like humans are just geared towards, like, sitting at a table and telling stories with each other. And, like, I... I didn't have that like backdrop of like, oh, this is what this game is about until I was in it and doing it like week after week. And it's so much fun and so like enriching to have that in your life. But that actually like brings a question to my mind, like how, how, how are you just describing that? So what is like the most memorable D&D session that you ever played? And like why, like, why that one overall? Because you've been playing for 10 years. Why yeah. that one over all the oh, other sessions? Oh my session? gosh. It's so hard to pick, but um, during the like height of lockdown in 2020, I ended up getting to join a group. Um, it wasn't specifically for D&D. It was a tabletop game called Monster of the Week, where it's a like two six-sided dice system, really easy to get into. Um, and we had already been playing for like a year and a half together. And there was like this huge buildup scene where we were like fighting this big monster it was going to be like a total party kill. Everyone was dying. And one of our characters was about to like step up and like basically sacrifice himself to appease this like demon God. And at that moment I was like, Oh my God, my character's in love with this guy. Oh my God. I can't let him die. And like, I was caught up in the moment. Everyone else was caught up in the moment. Like, I don't even remember if we survived or not, but I just remember at the end, we were all crying, being like, that was amazing. Like just having just such heightened emotions, like all going towards this common goal of trying to beat this crazy demon. Like it was so cool. That sounds awesome. For real. Yeah. (laughs) It was so cool. Height of my life. I'm pretty sure I cried in front of just a bunch of guys on Zoom for like 15 minutes. It's so good. That's awesome. That so great. I think for me, one of my favorite things, it was it actually was a, as a DM, I prepped and I prepped and I prepped. I had so much stuff, you know, we're trying, we're yep. getting to like the meat. So we're running uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh. We're getting into like the meat of the campaign, right? And I'm like, okay, I've got all this. I've drawn out the layer, all these things. My group ended up spending like five hours in town. I don't know how we finagled our way into this. We ended up at an auction. They decide they're going to buy a boat that is put up for auction, right? So the whole night, I was acting like an auctioneer. We're auctioning off random, like, Mm -hmm. magical items, useless items. Like, I'm having to come up with stuff on the fly. 
right? And then finally, we we come up with a boat, which is an important part of Ghost of Salt Marsh, right? Yeah. And they buy it. And the next thing I know, I'm like, okay, we can start our adventure. Next thing I know, we are talking about painting the boat. We're talking about the <laughs> emblem of the boat, the name of the boat. You know, do we need to hire a crew? All these things. And I'm like, guys, I've spent 20 hours, you know, like trying to prep for like oh, yeah. our adventure. Come on, you know? And they're like, no, we got to figure out this boat. We spent probably five or six hours figuring out this boat. We didn't even touch it. We didn't even leave the city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's awesome, but I hate you all. Cause That's like, the burden of the DM. Like, similarly, I remember running a game where I was like, okay, this is like basically session zero. So everyone could kind of like get to know the like uh, way that D&D works. It was a lot of new players. So I'm like, we're going to do a classic dungeon that like super easy, no big deal. Um, And like their first encounter was a goblin NPC that I was expecting them to just straight up kill because that's what you do with D&D, kill goblins. They were so emotionally (laughs) attached to this goblin. I had to come up with a name and a backstory and they brought him along and he ended up becoming like a recurring character that they would like murder people for. Like they loved this (laughs) goblin. I think I named him Stab and like it like it blew my mind that like they could get attached to something basically the first living thing they saw in the game and like yeah. just it completely transformed how they interacted with the world after that yeah i mean same thing for me i had so my characters arrived at the ghost ghost assault marsh on a transport ship and the cat and that transport ship was attacked by pirates just kind of get them to introduce themselves mm-hmm. and talk and kind and a lot of them are new so we walked through combat what it looked like all that stuff right but I did a voice for Captain Zolpi that I will not do with this podcast. Oh, right? no. <laughs> no, but if you have to commit to a voice, like, oh, gosh. So I did a voice and all of them just cracked up. Think like Mickey Mouse. I don't even know how oh, yeah. like, I get that tone. Like, I don't know how it happened. Right. But they just all looked at me and they're like, we love Captain Zolpi. Now it's every freaking time they're like, well, where's Captain <laughs> Zolpi? What is he doing? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but it was the very first, like he was the captain of the transport ship, not supposed to be important. I, th- I think at one point I had him like running around from the pirates, like trying to distract them and stuff. I don't know how it happened, but now he is the most beloved character in our mm. whole story. They would burn Salt Marsh to the ground <laughs> if something happened to Captain Zolpi. It's amazing. Yeah. And just the fact that like, we're basically all collectively hallucinating together like and the fact that people have like just such emotional like connections with these like characters that you've made up in your head that you were like this is not a big deal and then suddenly your friends are like no this is a big deal and you're like well there goes like my notes for the night like yeah. it's so fun uh, that's probably f- the best way i've ever heard anyone describe dnd collectively <laughs> hallucinating <laughs> In my very first game of D&D, I found a chicken, Pollo Loco, and I just claimed him. I was like, this is my chicken. And I carried that chicken with me throughout all my adventures, all my dungeons. Now, did we sacrifice him a few times? We're like, oh, we got to check the traps. (laughs) Pollo Loco, right? Stuff like that. But I bought that chicken armor. Uh, I had a... I commissioned an artist to draw me and my wife's first characters in kind of the world that we we're in and everything that's going on. Pollo Loco's in that drawing. So I love that. That's so good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just so much fun what you can do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've only been doing it for a few years. I can't imagine the stories that you have with it, but like it is just, 
Oh. Oh no. No. Oh no, we lost you. Oh, there he is. Oh no. <laughs> there. Now you're back. All I'm saying is your imagination is the limit. It's so cool, you know. It's so true, though. Like, I, honestly, like, a lot of the people that I've been playing with for years, some of our, like, most cemented memories as friends is like, oh, my gosh, do you remember that, like, one session where, like, we accidentally summoned a Hydra and almost died? And, like, do you remember when I, like, failed that spell and it did this thing? Like, and those are just, like, memories that we have as people that are just as important as, like, the real-life things that we do together. It's so cool. Yeah. So what would your suggestion be for somebody that wants to get into this? Let's let's start with a baby step. Yeah. What would you recommend them doing? I definitely recommend like what was easy for me was kind of finding some like media around D&D to get myself acquainted with like this is how the flow of the game normally goes. This is how like a turn kind of feels like. So I listened to a lot of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and I watched a lot of shows um, just to like kind of get myself acquainted with like, okay, I understand how like this move works at least in this world like I understand that like here's like all of the steps that you have in an action like all of that is like really helpful to at least like get your confidence level up if you have never touched the like content before if you've never talked to another person about it before that is like honestly like my biggest recommendation so like Dimension 20, Critical Role, Mad Pod, Dungeons and Daddies all are different vibes but like just all will help you like get that like foundational understanding of how the game works. I watched a lot of Critical Role and they mm-hmm. are amazing. They're all incredible. Pe- they're all actors, right? So when I first went in, so before I started playing, I started watching that. And I was so nervous that I wasn't going to be able to hit the level <laughs> yeah. of things that they did. It was it it almost made it more intimidating for me. But now that That's I know fair, where yeah. I'm at, my appreciation for them, what they're able to do, I'm just not that talented. I just can't do it. Like, they are just some well, incredibly and- talented human beings. That's the beauty of the game, though, is, like, every single game is different. There is a lot of pressure from the more professional, like, these are literal actors playing this game. So they're going to, like, hit story beats in a way that, like, a regular table might not. But, like, just being able to have that kind of exposure is so valuable, but also knowing like, no, we're not going to be like streaming for millions of people. Like we are not going to have like the dungeon tiles that they have access to in minis. Like sometimes it's just going to be in your brains and that's fine. Yep. Yep. 100%. I have a a question for both of you. So I know Nathan, you got your character commissioned. So what was your first character that you had to create and why did you choose that because there's so many characters that you can choose like so why Uh, did you choose it so mine was definitely built kind of at out of necessity um because i was like basically last minute like brought into a campaign that was already going they already had like some vaguely magic users so i'm like magic is too scary there's too many spells and rules there so i'm going to go like just fully like a physical character so i went um the rogue assassin route um i did like a high elf um i named her fell um and the whole campaign was we found out years later that the entire campaign was based around 
uh, Coldplay's Viva La Vida, like the lyrics for that song and all of the story beats that we had were different verses from that song. And so like, it was very high comedy, high camp, like silly things happening. It was not a serious game. Um, I didn't build her well. So I ended up asking like the DM, hey, can we scratch this? I need a new character that can actually hit things. Like I am not strategic, but um, yeah, then I went on to like a warlock and then just went into like all of the different routes that you can do with different one shots. For me, so I've only created one character um, that I've actually played. And it was a drow elf rogue assassin um, yes. as well. Cause I just, I just wanted to kill things. Right. Like I was just like, yep. what is the coolest? So I can be like sneaky. So anytime I play, so I'm a big video game person. Anytime I play games like that, I tend to go like assassin, sneaky, you know, daggers, bow and arrow. Cause in real life, I'm big. I ain't sneaking anywhere. You can see me mm-hmm. and hear me coming from, you know, a mile away. So in these games, I want to do something that I can't actually do. So uh, my my character's name was Zen, and um, little did I know, like you, I was not actually going to be able to hit anything. Rolling dice is a talent, <laughs> and I mastered it from a ones and twos perspective. Unfortunately, that's not it's not golf. That's not what you need in order to hit things. There are so many times my my team like depended on me. They're like, "Nay, we need you to come through right here." I'm like, "I got us." Two. I don't got us. <laughs> Yeah, but that makes it so memorable. And like I sometimes the failures like just stick in your brain as like some of the most memorable things where it's like, oh shoot, like this isn't going the way we want. We have to like band together and find a solution now, which yeah. is so fun. I am I am the worst roller of dice. I, it is mm. awful. It, it it got to the point. It is it is a running joke with that group still. We text about it and they still talk about how terrible I am at rolling dice. However, as a DM, it's just like different. It's got to the point where like I have to share it. I'm like, look, guys, I'm not cheating dice, you know, because like it is just completely changed. And there's a couple carryovers mm-hmm. from my old game to this game. And they knew that like I usually roll like that. So now that I'm a DM and my roles have completely changed, I'm like, I promise. Look, look at it. You know, like that. It's a good roll. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. So, well, I know we're running short on time. Uh, it hasn't been an amazing conversation. Um, I guess from my point of view, the easiest way to get into something like this, because it is a lot, I think the starting point is to go to Google, watch some videos. I know a lot of people from the groups I'm in, they talk about the social anxiety that comes with it and stuff like that. If you can uh, overcome those things, going to an LGS, a local game shop that mm-hmm. offers some kind of D&D, even if you're not to the point that you want to participate, but you just want to watch. It is such a great resource, such a great tool. I Like here, I'm from New Orleans. We have so many here that, you know, people play D&D at. You can go just listen or you can join a game and things like that. And then also the player's handbook um, is a very good resource and tool to start with. It talks to you about the races, the backgrounds, the skills, how to build a character, what goes into building a character. And then like... I think the most important tip is just don't overthink it. Just show up and do it. You know, like the people are going to help you. Nobody's going to be like, ah, oh, you're new and can't roll dice. Although they would probably make fun of me for the way I roll, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just such a fun thing. If you've ever thought about doing, I, I would definitely suggest giving it a shot. I totally agree. And honestly, what I've learned is sometimes D&D is not for everybody. And with the explosion of like how popular D&D has gotten, there are thousands of like amazing like 
smaller uh, tabletop role-playing games that are a lot more accessible for if you're not a super like crunchy numbers like math person or if you're not a super like role-play heavy person if you want to like be in a sci-fi scenario with like spaceships that are like outside of Spelljammer kind of capabilities like just there are so many options and D&D is just one of those many many options that you have in order to have yep. a really cool experience with people. Yeah, I think I think D&D has like the biggest foundation, right? The it biggest does. following. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of D&D is like if you are interested but you do have social anxiety or you're not able to leave your house, but you have computer, you have internet, there's so many resources out there where you can just go, "Hey, these are the things I'm facing," right? I saw in one of my groups the other day someone posted like, "I am terrified of spiders," you know. I also like I have social anxiety. I don't like being around groups, but I want to learn to play. This person within like an hour had like 30, 40 comments being people being like, hey, I'm running mm-hmm. games. There's no spiders. We play on roll 20. You can have your camera on. You cannot have your camera on. It's whatever, you know, or some people are like, I don't I'm not good at role play. I'm not comfortable role playing. And, and people be like, oh, well, this is a combat heavy game. Like the role play is minimal. And this is perfect for you. You know, so it's just it's accessible for everybody. It is a lot to take in and figure out. But I, I think we're always learning with D&D. I don't know if anybody is like this is all the rules put together. So you just got to have fun with it. Totally don't let agree. anything stop you. Absolutely. And Discord is a great like tool there as well. There's people that are desperate to play games and will just do one off. So then you can get an experience and like have a supportive group of people and just so many different experiences. It's so fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Perfect. Um, Uh, Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, thanks for joining us. It's been awesome. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being the very first guest on Nate and Joe's All Things Nerdy. We appreciate you.